0: This is Shane Gibson's Sociable Sales and Social Media Podcast from ClosingBigger.net and today we're going to talk about social CRM, specifically social CRM strategy. And I want to go back to kind of what I've been harping on for years with CRM. Um, This rolls back to the days when we were working in South Africa with a number of financial services organizations helping them build CRM strategy. And having a CRM alone, a customer relations management tool, uh, which keeps track, of course, uh, your key client data, allows multiple people from your company to contribute to that data to really get a whole view of the customer, as well as plan ongoing touches in sales and marketing and service with that customer. So it's a way to completely organize your database of customers, interact with them uh, in a very effective way. Now, it's only a tool. What has to layer in with that tool is, of course, strategy. So CRM alone is not a strategy. CRM alone is only going to measure what you're doing well and not so well and help you plot and input your own sales process and strategy into it. One of the first things a CRM consultant will do and has done for years is, of course, map your existing sales and service process and get that into the CRM tool that your company or you as an individual have invested in. So there's a lot of talk about social CRM and how it's going to revolutionize the way we sell, but I believe that, you know, it's like anything else. You might have a great vehicle sitting in your driveway, but it is not going to revolutionize the way you drive until you get behind the wheel and you have an approach or strategy to drive it. So let's talk about what social CRM is. Well, in the past, customer relations management tools, really a lot of the data driven and put into those tools were put in by the salesperson interacting with that customer, by the customer service person, uh, by the technical person interacting with that particular customer, or some basic information they might have filled in on a web form about themselves and had that inputted uh, as an initial request for information, for instance. So it provides a bit of a historical reference to the client, but In most cases, the minute that data is entered, it becomes stale. It begins to become less relevant over time. What Social CRM does, for instance, tools from Salesforce.com, uh, Oracle, uh, CDC Software uh, is another example with their Pivotal CRM. Uh, Sugar CRM has a, as well a Social CRM application. And even tools like Reportive, uh, which you can plug into your Gmail uh, account, is actually it's actually a Firefox plug-in, is a light Social CRM application, which allows you to monitor what's going on with the individuals who've sent emails to you. So what these tools allow you to to do is, for instance, you're loading up a page on a particular client or prospect, John Smith, and along with the regular data in your window that you've put in, your history of the client, what you know about them, what they've filled in in their online needs assessment tool, to the, to your right or in another dashboard, you're going to see a, something pulling in their recent Facebook updates, uh, their recent Twitter updates, uh, information on you know some recent blogs, online comments about their brand, uh, possibly even their Flickr stream, you name it, depending upon the particular social CRM you're using, but what it does is it pulls in information from the major social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, blogs, etc., into one common place but the great thing is this data is live data it's live information in the moment it gives you relevant data about the client what's happening with them so one of the challenges of course we always find in sales is timing when is the right time to connect with the client and then relevancy there's so much noise out there there's so many people pitching and marketing at the customer that being relevant and having great timing is one of the keys to success in sales and marketing so what occurs is that by monitoring you can begin to see trends or trigger events in the life of the client or the business activities that create an opening. Now, this is the first step of social CRM, which is monitoring and then being able to respond reactively to the client. But I think what most people miss is that, for instance, on my blog, based upon the Uh, post-rank analytics, which is a social media analytics tool that I utilize, I have found that 90% of the engagement on my blog happens off-site. In other words, most of the conversations, interaction around my content don't actually happen on my site. So why I share this is I think most of your interactions and engagement that can happen with clients and customers are going to happen, again, off the telephone, over the office. It's going to happen online, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, commenting on your blogs. And so, you know, I roll back uh, a couple decades ago when I first got into sales. And we look at sales. Sales is really about creating an environment where an act of faith can take place. And that effect, that act of faith comes from trust and credibility. And trust and credibility is built up over time. In fact, statistics show that 81% of all conversions of your of your competitors' clients to you are going to happen on the fifth contact and onward. And depending on the industry, it could be literally the 21st touch over a two-year period. So one of the challenges with this touch strategy where you're reaching out and consistently contacting the client, phoning them, emailing them, mail drops, getting them to events, is it's you pushing marketing at them. The real advantage of social is, number one, they're able to consume your content. So a touch could be something as simple as them viewing a blog post that you've written uh, and commenting on it. That's an interaction. Uh, it can be something as simple as them seeing regular updates from Twitter. So what happens is there's this reverse drip marketing process where they begin to consume your content. So that's one benefit of social is not just you monitoring them but getting them, in, in set, essence, hooked on your content. Now, on the other side, the other type of touch that can occur is versus phoning them, emailing them, pushing traditional marketing messages at them. What my suggestion would be within your social CRM, once you've got a key client, this is what I did in the past with proactive touches is I would schedule a recurring appointment approximately every three weeks with my key prospects then every three weeks I either give them a phone call I would follow up uh, with a quick email with not information about my company but maybe an interesting study or something relevant to their industry I would ask them a question I invite them out to a major event I would take them out to lunch etc so you're doing all these things already hopefully with your key clients anyways now in addition to this what social allows you to do is layer in more touches but not push touches well-timed touches it could be something as simple as scheduling a recurring appointment in that in your contact management system, your C, social CRM, and what it does is it triggers you to hop on their blog and make a comment or ask a question. Uh, it suggests that you follow them on Twitter that day, see recent updates, and see what you can respond to. It is you monitoring what's going on LinkedIn and looking for opportunities to interact based upon what they've changed on their profile or added on their status updates. So these are all opportunities to, in essence, proactively touch or connect with the client, but less than a pitch and marketing way but more in just a consistently present way because as we know mind share eventually equals wallet share so social crm isn't just about monitoring the trigger events in the client's life to see where they're at in the sales cycle. It is actually in between those large milestones that sometimes are weeks or months apart, in between is interacting socially and in a non-pitch way, remaining top of mind and building community. Now, community is another important aspect. It's one of the things I do on a regular basis with my key clients. I have a list of A-category clients that I've aggregated and I monitor on Facebook. And on Twitter, and I even those those of them that blog or have a newsletter, I'm subscribed to that. And what I'm looking for on a regular basis, and this is one of the great ways to really gain some good mind share, as I look at ways I can help promote their dreams and their goals. So if the CEO of a major company that I work with has recently posted a blog that I find is interesting, I'm gonna go in there and comment and then I'm gonna share it with my network, and then I'm gonna let them know I've done it, saying, Hey, great post, really liked your thoughts on leadership. I've actually shared that with my LinkedIn network and my Twitter connections. Uh, it's something that I found really valuable. You know, keep it up. Thank you very much. And so, by just that little step of really finding valuable information or finding ways you can help your customers promote their social content, you also begin to get on the radar. So, what happens here? I think this is really important. There's a trend that moves away in social CRM. I believe we use it properly away from just monitoring so we can jump on someone and pitch to monitoring and learning more about your client so you can engage them in meaningful ways at the right time and also contribute to the success. And that's how you're going to win. That's how you're going to beat your competitors is to move well beyond the pitch artist into the trusted advisor and social network hub. This is Shane Gibson's podcast from ClosingBigger.net. If you're looking for a speaker for your next conference, you can email me, Shane, S-H-A-N-E, at socialized.me.